0: who fact-checks the fact-checkers, and ultimately, who holds the responsibility for falling for a lie. I'm Ismael Pacifico, and this is The Civic Podcast. Hello everyone, and welcome again. So as you might know, the on the 27th of April, so around a week ago-ish, a bit more maybe, uh, president biden joe biden of the united states announced the formation of a disinformation governance board right that would be part of the that would be a branch of homeland security and this created a lot of questions around fact checking and disinformation and fake news essentially the same questions we've been asking ourselves for the past maybe 5 6 years if i believe the big Fake news ruckus or conversations or debates around fake news and deep fakes and misinformation and disinformation and the game of semantics that is being played between fake news, disinformation and misinformation um, has been around six years, I think. I, th- I think since the election of Trump, um, we started essentially claiming that the reason why Trump got elected was all the fake news going around uh, his uh, presidency, let's say, or his fake propaganda, if you will, some fake data or anything he said. And I think that was more or less when it started. But then again we can never actually be sure. Fake news have been around forever. I mean that's the whole basis of propaganda when it was essentially invented by the Nazis. Um but I'm pretty sure propaganda has been there for ages. I mean you can even make a claim, and I'm saying this as a as a Catholic, you can even make a claim that uh why so many people were catholic at the time back in history was because of religious propaganda right but but that's another debate and 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 i'll accept that premise or even that hypothesis right but so fake news essentially has been around all the time what is fake news i mean at its core it essentially lies to follow a specific agenda or of a specific group of people or of government or of um, companies or whatever, right? To follow their own agenda and something to control the public. And you want to control people through lies. First of all, lying is bad. And I'm saying this with a lot more depth to my phrase that what you might think. Say, oh, of course we all know lying is bad, right? But do we really? Because in actual fact, we all lie. We all lie all the time. Every single day, we lie for various reasons it can be a lie in good faith because we don't want to harm someone because we don't want to say anything out of place it will be a lie because we don't say the whole truth and maybe we think we know the truth and even still then even if we think we know the truth we're not saying it whole so that can also be considered the lie or at least not saying the whole truth where again I say oh yeah but i just didn't say the truth i didn't lie i said mm, there's a very thin line between not telling the truth and lying and again there could be another debate where exactly is that line drawn And I give, I can give various examples. So I'm going to give an example. If you say, I saw Bob last week on Tuesday at 5 p.m., right? So you saw Bob, I saw Bob last week on Tuesday at 5 p.m. If I say, I saw Bob on Saturday, that's a complete lie. Because I know it was Tuesday, right? I generally know it was Tuesday. If I say, I saw Bob in the afternoon, right? That is not a lie, but it's not the whole truth either because I know it was at 5 p.m. Now, if I'm not sure it was at 5 p.m. and I say in the afternoon, that is the truth. I know this might be a little of a, a mental labyrinth to go into to understand what I just said, but, but essentially what, what I meant by that is that at the end of the day, when it comes to saying the truth, I think it comes essentially to what us trying to be honest with what we are saying. Now, if we don't know the whole truth, because honestly, do we really? Do we know the whole truth about anything? Not necessarily, no. I don't think anyone knows the whole truth about anything at all. And the only thing we can try is to seek for that truth and try to do our best, let's say, in good faith to find it. And if we think something is true and we say it, I think there was good intention behind what we said. And I think that happens for a lot, same thing for a lot of people that fall into fake news, right? They, They genuinely believe it, And they say it with the best of intentions, thinking that what they're saying is the truth. And this is where it becomes some very, very dodgy territory. And I'll be speaking a bit also about the responsibility of being lied to. I don't think the responsibility falls onto the person committing the sin, so lying. I think the responsibility falls onto the person believing it, believing the lie. I'm going to explain why. Just a bit, a bit later. But so, coming back to fake news, (laughs) I know it's um, this episode. I think is going to be a lot deeper. Let's say I'm, I'm going to try to deep, uh, to deep, to dig quite deeply into the topic because I think it's something that I want people to understand, and I want to understand it fully myself also. And I was just thinking before, in what kind of um, examples or what examples can I give to myself where I'm being hypocritical with my own thinking and with my own claims? And 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 I'm going to give one now. I don't like people closing down um, media agencies or social media channels or whatever, I, d- I don't like it. The, the reason why I don't like it is because I think it's a, it's for us, it's for each person, for each individual to decide what is true and what is not. And the more information we have, the better. Now, I to say the more information we have is not better, why, because we have too much information and too much information is just impossible for one single human being to process, and I agree with that. The only issue is, is that if there's someone or a group of people deciding who gets to have a voice or not, that becomes very, very dangerous because then they can arbitrarily decide who they want to be heard. And this was a whole issue around Twitter. And that's why Elon Musk bought the the social media platform. Uh, well, maybe that's why, essentially, his wife because he has a lot of money and he wants to spend it on something. And maybe he has good intentions, maybe he does not have good intentions. I have no idea. I don't know the person. Uh, and then, And I'm going to go back on my hypocrisy. And then when Russia invaded Ukraine, Sputnik and RT got cancelled, essentially, in most Western countries, right? But I agreed with that. I think Sputnik and RT should be cancelled in Western countries, even though I don't believe that we should cancel uh, accounts or media channels or whatever, right? And that is something I'm trying to wrap my head around, because I know that Sputnik and RT share fake news right or at least to the extent that i know that i think they do um so that's something i can't really wrap my head around exactly and i hope maybe someone here can but, but i want you to think about that why sometimes do we agree and why do we not and essentially i think deep down because i truly do believe that of, of course going back to ukraine and russia there are essentially two types of people and and, and it's interesting you have the far leftist uh, communist let's say non-woke protecting Russia and you have the right hardcore conservatives or far right let's say protecting Russia too and they have people in the middle from social democrats to liberals to let's say some conservatives or most conservatives actually protecting Ukraine right and this even in the west we have this big debate who is in the wrong, right? And then they say, oh yeah, but Ukraine's been attacking Donbass and Luhansk and the Russian minority for a long time. And they say, oh yeah, but Russia actually invaded Ukraine. So there's a lot of conversation to go around, but I truly do believe that the people in fault here is Russia. No country has a right to invade another country in this day and age, right? I have no right whatsoever and they committed atrocities in, in Ukraine. And I think that's why, it's because it fits my perspective, which again, I truly believe it is true. If not, I wouldn't believed it. If I thought I was wrong, I will try to look for another answer to my overall questions on the Russian and Ukraine conflict. But that's the only reason I can give. It's because essentially it fit my narrative. It fit my truth. Even though there's nothing as my truth, there's only the truth. And that is something that I get really concerned about when people say, oh, but that's my truth. Yeah, but there's no such thing as your truth. There's nothing as your perspective, your opinion, your lived experience. There's nothing, there's no such thing as your truth. There's only one truth for everything. You can't have different types of truths. You can have different opinions, different perspectives. uh, And maybe it's not even what I think is the truth, or what you think is the truth, maybe we're both both wrong, and that happens most of the time in political debates, like, I say, okay, I think this is true, but you think that's true. Most likely, we are both wrong on what we think is true. Most likely, right? So this is where I saw my hypocrisy a bit, me actually de- defending Sputnik and RT getting banned and canceled in most Western countries, right? Then again, I don't believe in um, general media channels getting canceled at all, but again, um, we do. We are all hypocritical in one way or another and the best way we can actually mediate the harm that hypocrisy can make is if we actually acknowledge our own hypocrisy and try to become better next time or try to understand why we think that is hypocritical. At least just acknowledging it, that's already a big, big step towards it. Coming back to this information and fake news on how it arose. So that the, the whole reason why that exists, like I said just before, is to control people. And the problem is that Going back to the title of this podcast, who fact checks the fact checkers? Because uh, I know there are in Spain, there are some fact checking companies. I know, I believe uh, the New York Times has also a fact checking branch within them that they fact check different types of information from different media channels or from governments or whatnot and a bit of everything else. So everyone trying now, everyone is trying now to be a fact checker in some way, saying that they have the ultimate truth and they know the facts. Now. This is a bit dangerous. I mean, if private companies do it, that's fine because other private companies can can come up and also become so-called fact-checkers if they want to. The issue is when a government does it because the government, of course, does have the, the monopoly of violence. So if they do, they can close down everything if they wish. If they wish, they can close down absolutely everything and say, okay, this is the truth and you have to believe this. And might I remind you that, again, what I said, propaganda, they were essentially the biggest... not not just propaganda, sorry, Um, well, disinformation ministries, if you will, or fake news, whatever, or the Ministry of Truth, however you want to call it, um, were actually mostly created by dictatorships in the 20th century. The Nazis had it, the USSR had it, Um, I think Pol Pot had one too, Um, I'm not sure about Mao, but Anyways, so they did have ministries of truth, why? Because they wanted the population to believe one thing and they wanted to believe their word. And this comes to a very, a big question I've been asking myself for for a long time. Can you blame Germans for becoming Nazis, right? at the beginning, I was thinking no. Can you really blame Germans? Because you don't know. One of the biggest questions I keep asking myself, and I think people should really ask themselves this question if they would have been in Nazi Germany at the time, are they 100% sure? Are you 100% sure you wouldn't have become a Nazi? With all the information you had around you, with all the lies you had around you, with people eating your brain saying, this is the truth, this is the only truth. Are you 100% sure you wouldn't have become a Nazi? Look, if you say you're 100% sure, I'll believe you. So I doubt many people are 100% sure about that if they really, really, really think about it, if they think what the atmosphere was like at the time. Throughout years, again, Nazi Germany didn't come up in two days, right? It took years of political propaganda and misinformation and disinformation again, playing the game of semantics between all these different terms. Uh, I, I knew what they meant a year ago, if when, when, two years ago when they started coming out, but now so many different definitions have come up that I don't even know how to discern them from one another. Um, I will try maybe now and try and see, but let's come back to the Nazi issue. And do, do I really blame most Germans for being Nazis, for believing what they were told, right? At the beginning, I thought, no. Can you, really believe, oh, can you really blame them in some way? Is that the atmosphere? But now, in retrospect a bit, or taking my time thinking about that question, I do believe so. I do believe you can blame people for falling into fake news. And now more than ever, right? Because again, context does matter. At the time, you did not have the internet. At the time, you did not have the access to all the sorts of information we have today. Nowadays, you do. You have a great tool called Google. And even though Google also might even uh, filter whatever it wants to display, it's sort of a great tool to find absolutely everything you wanna find, right? There's stuff on everything. The good thing and the bad thing about the internet, the World Wide Web, is that anyone or anything, coming back to AI, AI also has a big issue or a big uh, role to play, let's say, in fake news, can post absolutely anyth- anything, and anyone can find it. And that's also, uh, well, again, everything is a trade-off. If you want something good, especially in this world, well, in the online world, in the internet, on the internet, something bad will have to come. And, it, and it's a double-edged sword. The fact that everyone or anything can post stuff on the internet is a big weapon that can be used for good and for bad simultaneously it's like the pencil the pencil writing disseminating information can be used for tremendous good but can also be used for tremendous bad or malevolent intense i don't think you can even say tremendous bad but (laughs) tremendously bad things um so so that's 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 need to think about and why i think today mostly you should blame the person the individual falling for the lie and i'm still debating whether at the time you could it's because today you have a lot more of information going around and you have the tools at your disposal to look for the truth you have the tools at your disposal at the time you do not so that is still a question i'm trying to wrap my head around or an answer at least i'm trying to wrap my head around the answer the question is very clear Is can i blame a nazi for becoming a nazi or can i blame a hardcore at the time bolshevik uh for becoming a hardcore communist and killing all the dissenters or can I blame the the Spanish nationalists or the Spanish republicans for killing each other for years, right? Because of the information that were displayed and the very little sources of information they had at their hand to actually look for the truth. They had no tools at their disposal, but nowadays we do. And why do I think that today you can actually blame the people again, putting it back into context at the time you do not have the same tools. And I want to repeat this as many times as I can because I want people to actually understand what I'm saying and not take it out of context. I say, oh yeah, you say, but Nazis weren't bad. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying all the followers, right, all the followers, I'm not saying the big people at the top knowing very well what was the truth, because if you're creating a lie, that means you know the truth, if you're creating a lie, if you're actively creating a lie, but then enough time passes, and in the end, you start believing your own lies, and that's the problem with lying in the first place, is that one little lie maybe won't do any harm, but one little lie after another little lie after another little lie after another little lie, another little lie they become and a mass, let's say, of deceit and lies, in essence, that you start believing them yourself and you start believing that they actually are the truth. And that's where we come in very, very complicated territory. So today, the person falling for the lie is the person that is responsible, right? Uh, and not the person sharing it. And I'm gonna say, why not the person sharing? The, the, the person sharing the lie or creating the lie even has has committed his, his own sin, right? And that responsibility is on him and he should answer for that, right? But the person that falls for it also has a responsibility to not believe whatever they see or whatever they hear. They have the responsibility to mix or to look at different sources of information. And that's why we have the internet, we have books, we have people around us. We can, we can literally speak with it, anyone we want that, anywhere around the world if we want to know something. So I have a lot more tools at our disposal. And if you fall for that lie, it's because you didn't do enough research to actually look for the truth, and that sin is on you. Now, I'm not saying this in a bad way. We're all sinners. We all commit. We all do bad things. That's not the issue. And of course, it's impossible to fact-check everything ourselves, right? There's there's so much information out there, and we produce so much information every day that if we took let's say every single piece of information we, we, we gobbed or we believed and we fact-checked it, we had no time on our hands whatsoever. Our whole day would be finished just fact-checking every single piece of information we processed. And that is impossible to do, of course. But at least if you believe something that is false and, a piece, and you see a piece of information that goes completely against what you actually believed, I think that's your duty to actually look for the truth and say, okay, that's not what I believed. Why is that? Am I wrong or are they wrong? And always give the benefit of the doubt for the things you believe. Even, even fake news. I mean, when I see something online, I say, okay, this can't be true. This, I mean, I know the truth, right? I'm always going to give the benefit of the doubt because I, I genuinely do think from the bottom of my heart that not giving the benefit, not giving the benefit of the doubt is a lot worse. That brings us into an atmosphere of wariness and paranoia and distrust to each other. society if you don't get the benefit of the doubt if you give the benefit of the doubt and in the end you were fooled the responsibility the, the responsibility lies on you and you have only yourself to blame and only blaming yourself means that you know you can do better and that next time you should improve and but if you keep blaming other people for your misfortunes you're never actually going to be able to improve or become better and this comes for absolutely everything in life. But I, re- I generally do think this comes from fake news specifically and misinformation and disinformation, right? So we shouldn't believe everything we see, we should try to, let's say, take as many sources of information as we can and get to the bottom of it. Look, One of the first classes you get uh, in, in, in law school and university, at least the one I went to, uh, was criticizing sorts of information. And there are a few things you learn, like general um, tips, for instance, look for the money. Who is funding what? If you look at a media channel, or whatever, or a news channel, and you say, okay, they said something really bad about this party. I say, okay, and you look at it. I say, okay, it looks pretty much true. Well, it can be, maybe most of it is true. My dad always always told me that the best lie is one that holds a little bit of truth, right? And that goes for everything, because if you tell a lie and it holds a little bit of truth, you're, the way you say it sounds a lot more truthful. You can tell people, you can usually tell when people are outright lying to your face, right? When everything is a lie or what they're saying, when everything is a lie. But if that lie contains a little bit of truth, you're more likely to fall for it. Why? Because the way it's portrayed or the way it's said and the voice that's being used, the words that are being used are a lot more credible. And that comes a lot for online articles too. If there's, usually, if there's a little bit of truth in the article and the rest of it is a lie, they're a lot more susceptible to fall for it. And when it comes to media news channels, just look for the money. Look who funds those media news channels. For example, for instance, there's a fact checker in Spain, right, called an, a Neutral. And they do receive government money. Like most um, media news channels in Spain receive government money. The problem is that when governments change, then they finance the channels that they want to finance. And that's a big issue. And that's why I believe that in, at the end of the day, Channels should be auto sufficient on their own funds, or if people want to pay for a specific sort of information, they should pay it out of their own pocket. And you no know, public money should be used to promote specific news channels because then again, they would just do the bidding of the government in power. And I think that's a big issue. And can we actually trust politicians at this point? I don't think we can. Um, again, I said in the last podcast I will always give the benefit of the doubt, but at this point i'm it's becoming really, really hard for me to believe anything anyone says, especially at governmental level, for lots of different reasons. Especially COVID, one of them, and oh my God, so, so many things have happened in the past two years that it's absolutely, or even with Carl Rittenhouse, for instance. I spoke about this before. Carl Rittenhouse was—I oh, I, I, I don't even want to get into the Carl Rittenhouse issue, to be honest—but just things like that 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 come out and you start looking for the truth and in the end you find it and you see that everyone around you is just being lied to and and is lying at the same time even though they don't know it even though they believe they're saying the truth it is still a lie and the responsibility of being lied to of falling for fake news is on you in this day and age in this day and age that responsibility is on you and that goes for me too that goes for me too if i fought for a lie i try to repent i try to say sorry to the person i've lied to uh, and I'll try to look for the truth. But up until then, we should do the do our best to look for the truth wherever it is. And I've been using a lot of the word truth uh, maybe a, too lightly, let's say, because truth is a, is a term and a concept a lot deeper than fact, right? And mostly we're, we're mainly debating about facts than actual truth in itself. Truth is something that you will never attain. So maybe I've been misusing the term up until minute 22 now of this podcast, maybe a bit more because I need to add the intro later, but uh, so up until now, maybe I've been misusing the term truth. I think more the term I would like to be using is fact. Truth, I don't think anyone really, really, really knows the whole truth about anything. I think we know facts. And that when it come, that's when objective reality comes into play. And when, and when objective reality gets tampered with, we live in an illusion. And that's what pe- that's what has been being created up until this point, is an illusion, is creation of false facts falsified facts that make us live in a parallel world not in the world of reality or where there is an objective reality in material metaphysical world at the same time there are objective i was going to say facts but again facts are supposed to be objective anyway you can't have subjective facts that means absolutely nothing Uh, you can't say in my opinion this is a fact no it's not in your opinion, it's either a fact or it isn't. It's like science, again, science doesn't isn't, isn't born out of consensus. Science, is either it either is or either isn't. Now we can say, okay, the science today says this, fair enough, I will give you the benefit of the doubt, saying, okay, I will believe the scientists. The only issue is that as long as it doesn't become a fact, and facts get, get overturned, and there's a whole issue again with science, that for hundreds of years, science believed this and say, okay, that is wrong, let's believe that. And most of the time, scientists are mostly happy when they realize that what they had been believing was false, right, because that means there's more to discover. And I think that's what's beautiful about looking for the truth. And I realize I might have gotten it a bit too philosophical when I was essentially just speaking about fake news and misinformation, but I want people to understand what my point of view is or my perspective on it, because I really do believe it's a wonderful world with a lot of wonderful things out there and a lot of things to understand. And we need to do our best to understand them all as best as we can really because we can't really know everything or understand everything at all that goes for me that goes for absolutely everyone and if they tell you that they know everything they are outright lying to you or they know everything about something they're outright lying to you no one knows everything about anything at all and that's why we make do our best to look for that and to finalize a bit with the idea of the Ministry of Truth, however you want to be called, the, what was it called again? State's Department of, Hom- of Homeland Security's Disinformation Governance Board. And even though they say it's to stop mainly Russian and Chinese misinformation, which to some extent, again, I can agree with that. Uh, we live in a geopolitical world where other countries want other countries to fall. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, to fall. But if they have the monopole on what information should be disclosed and what is true and what is false, we're getting into very, very dodgy territory because can we really trust people to tell us what is the truth or not? And I don't think so. I don't think you should trust people to tell you what is the truth. I think you should, for yourself, look for that truth. And that's why ministries like this on a governmental level, on a public level, people that hold the monopole of violence, that can literally shut down anything they want, if they wanted to, they can. Of course, you have democratic processes and it's not as easy as the president, say, in X, Y, and Z. You have Senate and the House, but... Um, for the United States, for instance, or you have five other countries, you have Parliament, you have the House of Lords in the UK, which, well, they don't really have uh, much power anymore. They still hold some, maybe. So it's not as easy, of course, but if they wanted to, and if people at their level agreed to it, they could absolutely shut down anything they wanted to. They could go into war with another country if they wanted to. Now, if Bojo, Bojo, (laughs) Boris Johnson, if he decides now to attack Russia, he attacks Russia. Again, uh, Biden is the head of the, uh, of the armed forces uh, in the United States. That, that's not what it's called. I think it's called like uh, General Commander-in-Chief or something like that. And that's, that's the position the president holds, essentially that he controls the whole of the army. The whole military power, the biggest military power in the world, is held by Joe Biden. That Let that sink in. So if Joe Biden says now, let's nuke Russia or let's attack Russia, we're going to get into a nuclear war right so that's a lot of responsibility for essentially a person that is losing his mind that is really getting some very bad cognitive abilities right now at this point he's getting a little bit too old to even hold that position and uh, let's see how much more he lasts well he won't last for the next elections for sure i don't think the democrat party are that stupid to put him forward again uh, to run for the presidency or i hope not at least but coming back to that fact <clears throat> if we keep trusting, and again, excuse me, if we keep trusting people to tell us the truth, we will li- mm. We will be lied to. Because no one knows the whole truth. and uh, Not even one person, not ten people, not a thousand people. It's very difficult to get there. And the responsibility is on you, it's on me, it's on all of us to look for it. And that's why I don't like governments meddling with the truth, what is factual, what is false calling something fake news, and misinformation and disinformation. This is very easy. If the government wants to say now, look, there's a narrative I don't like, I'm going to call it disinformation. That's it. And people will believe me, even though that was true, even though it was factual, or well, that article, or that video, or that tweet, or what that message said, they say, that's fake news. Don't believe that. Something that has happened a lot. Again, let me remind you with COVID. That happened a lot. When scientists were saying, look, if you get the vaccine, you can still propagate COVID. You can still spread it. You can still catch it. Oh, and by the way, the, 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 the Pfizer documents came out yesterday or two days ago, which I haven't read yet, but I've been reading a lot of things that I really don't like. Because if the things that I've been reading are true, then we're really, really outright lied to to a, an extent we can't even imagine. But again, I decide not to believe it until I read the Pfizer reports, which I will, even though they're 80K pages, but I think I, was, <laughs> I will just read as much as I can. I will not read the 80K pages, I can assure you. Uh, but I, I do want to know what the actual report says. And it's interesting that this report... Do I believe in coincidences? I do. But this report falls down when the whole conversation uh, of Roe versus Wade comes in with the uh, abortion rights and with a essentially leaked draft opinion of the Supreme Court of the United States. And this comes at the same time that the Pfizer... fight. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There are just so many coincidences. I'm not saying anything here. I'm just saying it's very, very odd and it's very interesting that that has happened exactly at the same time. But regardless... Um, I'm going to leave it here because I have spoken too much about truth and about facts. But again, the responsibility lies on the individual and no governmental body or no group of people should have the monopoly on what is truth or what is false. That is some very, very dodgy and dangerous terrain we're getting into. I don't want people to think about that. So you look for the truth. That's your sole responsibility. Don't expect anyone to tell it to you. Don't expect anyone to... I'm not saying don't believe anyone, a little bit of critical thinking here, um, don't, mis- don't misinterpret what I'm saying, I'm saying that at the end of the day, the responsibility lies on you and who fact checks the fact checkers, that is indeed you, the individual and myself and everyone at the same time and I'm going to leave it there for today, again I thank you very much for listening, I'm trying to make as many episodes as I can when I have the time and if not, well. Can't really promise anything up until this point. But again, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. I'm Miss Pacifico, Civico, and this was the Civic Podcast. See you next time.